Yo, what is going on, world? My name is Phil, people of the earth. This is Around the Hash. Now, tonight, I come to you solo. The man Dan is not on the line tonight. However, I still wanted to go ahead and uh, get in touch with all of you over the waves of the internet and these audio bites. Alright, so... I'm going to steamroll into this, and this is not financial advice, and I am not a financial advisor, but I do hope that everyone is remaining safe and calm in the turbulent waves of the crypto market. If you are uh, out there, any type of interest in being invested in any of the the crypto markets uh, and, and asset and asset and asset classes. A lot of stuff is happening right now. Uh, as we know, Bitcoin took a tumble into the region of 47,000, more or less. And that brought along with it a lot of a lot of the altcoins. Not to the surprise of, of anyone that's been uh, in, this, uh, in this market for some time beyond... Uh, I guess the last four months, four or five months. But sadly, there have been a lot of folks capitulating and selling off their uh, some of their investments in uh, in, in Bitcoin. Per the analysis of uh, here on the the daily HODL, covered some information here and went into. Some analysis that was put forth where uh, the accounts that were opened and registered within the previous three months uh, were a lot of the sellers during this this uh, most recent volatile downturn. Uh, crypto is a volatile, volatile uh, market. And... Uh, as we can see today, fast forward just five days, um, a lot of the coins are back on the up with Ethereum leading the way, and that's for good reason. Ethereum is hitting record price highs. Uh, it's actually all-time high uh, just earlier today, April 27th all-time high there for for ethereum at around 2000 and i want to say 700 uh and there is a good reason for that um a lot of things are inbound for ethereum and it is a lot of the money in my opinion what it what appears to be is a lot of money that's flowing uh, out of Bitcoin, rather, is flowing into Ethereum. Just last week, some of the Ethereum ETFs began trading uh, over in Canada. Um, so those that are looking to not have to uh, institutions and that are not looking to actually hold or huddle the cryptocurrency um, can go ahead and uh, invest in Ethereum, in these ETFs. Uh, it, it's uh, Ethereum has been on 
uh, an incredible run. So uh, you also have a date that was announced for something that we covered earlier on in this show, uh, July 14th, 2021. Uh, EIP 1559 is, uh, is, is tentatively scheduled to, to be deployed onto the Ethereum um, uh, mainnet. So that is that upgrade is going to change the way that Ethereum handles uh, the, the payment to the miners, which is in turn, right now, right now, it is creating an exorbitant cost um, in fees. That hasn't stopped Ethereum. It's hitting all-time highs. It is doing what Ethereum investors would hope, right? Uh, Hitting all-time highs. And there definitely seems to be more room to run for Ethereum. It looks like it's in in a little bit of a price discovery area right now. So a lot of positive stuff happening on the Ethereum front. During this, you know, recent downturn, uh, it went down to, you know, from around 2,600, 2,500 to uh, to 2,000. So back up to all-time highs, exciting things happening for Ethereum, and like I said, uh, July 14th, 2021 is the current date that they've scheduled tentatively for the deployment of uh, EIP 1559, and that stands for Ethereum Improvement Proposal. Be on the lookout for that because it is going to be it's going to be interesting. <laughs> from what's going to happen. I mean, these last four months have been interesting from January to where we are about five months, uh, almost May now. And uh, summer's around the corner. You know, what? what's going to be happening during the summer? Who knows it's going to be taking place. So I do want to go ahead and kind of pivot into a, a different topic, you know, here on a, around the hash, we like to discuss what's happening in, in the in the world of technology. And so, Google, the device that you're using to listen to this podcast may be an Android device, um, even if it's a Samsung, LG, Huawei, HTC, whatever it may be. It may be running a version of Android, even though it's skinned. Maybe running Android, uh, or you may be using an Apple device, an iPhone. Now these devices uh, essentially do a lot in the way of tracking you and knowing you, and it's they're not very uh, very privacy centric per se. According to Bloomberg, um, farewell advertising cookie. So they're going to eliminate, in, in, in some ways, the advertising cookie. Apple's plan was, uh, was unveiled Monday. And the Electronic Frontier Foundation, which is a, 
if they're a privacy advocacy group. Uh, they're applauding Apple's plan. Uh, Apple already came out with an update that involves, or includes rather, includes the removal of the tracking cookie. We're going to dive in a little bit into what Apple is doing. iOS 14.5 already in, embeds tracking uh, app tracking transparency. Uh, let you control which apps are allowed to track your activity across other companies, apps, and websites. So Apple's iOS will require apps running on its devices to obtain user permission before tracking any activity across other apps and websites. It's like when you, when you open up a, an app for the first time and you get a pop-up asking you, about your phone's microphone, a camera, they want to use this, they want to use that. Apple's change is gonna is, is, is essentially gonna work like that. So any app that wants to track for advertising on iPhones and iPads will have to prompt you to opt in. Okay, and then what Apple's calling this is ATT. It's App tracking transparency. Wow, that's that's not going to be confusing. AT&T, huh? Really, Apple? You couldn't come up with something different? So they call it ATT. <laughs> Apple tracking transparency. It does ban app makers from gunning for potential installers or elapsed users with data from other apps as purchase history and app usage patterns. For many months, Apple has signaled this was coming, but still many app businesses are terrified of the financial damage. Facebook could lose up to 3% of revenue, according to Bank of America. Boohoo, Facebook. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not really... I don't really feel bad for you at all. Uh, you guys are the worst in terms of privacy and and any and, and you're a gargantuan mammoth of a company uh worth who knows what type of money i'm not going to even look up the figure i'm pretty sure it's up in the billions probably nearing trillions and you're going to lose up to three percent of revenue maybe you shouldn't maybe you shouldn't be tracking people so much. Uh, I, I get it. You know, it's it's ads. But we only really fully understood the capacity of what these people know about you and how they use it. I think many people would be shocked. Definitely if, if you haven't done so with, with a lot of these things. There Even without... ATT, what Apple has, has unveiled here, app tracking transparency. Even without that, always make sure, if you're using an iPhone, make sure that you limit the, the ad. There, there are settings that folks can look up online to go ahead and limit the way that they track you. In, in the settings, you can, you can go and... And, and do limit ad tracking, uh, turn off a lot of these different 
things. Don't opt in to give user feedback. They want to use your patterns and habits. Get rid of all that stuff. Don't let them track you that way. I do question why it is they're taking this approach. Hey, it's it's a nice change. But as we have learned from the Transformers, there's always more than meets the eye. All right. Let's move on to Google. Apple wants to do something that the industry is going to adopt. Great. Fantastic. Phenomenal. Apple, I applaud you. Facebook, shame on you. Who cares? And now we move on to Google, which the advocacy group, which I cited earlier, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, they're not so thrilled about what Google is doing. This is a positive move. Google's proposing their change. Uh, It's called Federal Learning of Cohorts, or FLOC. Guys, you need to look at this report on your on your spare time. Uh, Bloomberg. And again, it's the Apple and Google are killing the ad cookie. Here's why. All right, so a little bit more into Google's plan. And we'll wrap this thing up here. Uh, this technology, or the technology will avoid the privacy risks of third-party cookies. It says somebody from the EFF here. But it's going to create new ones in the process. Meanwhile, you know, you do have alternative web browsers, as we've mentioned, like Brave. Brave browser, I do not believe, uses anything like this. Uh, But there are other development companies like Firefox and, and Opera, and they're rejecting Flock. Uh, they say it's a poor solution for privacy. Then Microsoft, they're not even, they haven't really come out in for or against uh, Flock. I wonder if Brave, because Brave, uh, Brave is built on, uh, they remove a lot of the under the hood parts. Uh, here, if you Google Brave Flock, Excuse me, not Google. I don't even. I I personally don't use Google. Anyone out there, if you're using Google still, you're being tracked left and right, um, clearly, uh, beyond the measures that these companies are taking. uh, Being tracked. So try to look into alternative web browsers. I believe on the show we we might have discussed that at some point. Just just. you can look up different search engines that do not track you the way that aims to track you in yeah, Chrome, Google. Uh, but yeah, if, if you do search, if you do search uh, Brave, F-L-O-C, Brave and Flock, um, they say here, according to Peter Snyder, who is a senior uh, privacy researcher at Brave and... Uh, Brendan Ike is the CEO and co-founder of uh, Brave. It's a step in the wrong direction. Flock uh, is a recent Google proposal that would have your browser share your browsing behavior and interests by default with every site and advertiser with which you interact. Uh, so here on April 12th, 2021, Brave disables Flock. 
All right. So a brave opposes flock along with any other feature designed to share information about you and your interests without you your fully informed consent. Brave has removed flock in the nightly version of both Brave for desktop and Android. Guys, if you're using Chrome on your Android device, got to think of something. The privacy affecting aspects of Flock have never been enabled in Brave releases. The additional implementation details of Flock will be removed from all Brave releases with this week's stable release. And they're also disabling Flock on the websites to protect Chrome users learning about Brave. So essentially the technology that Google is bringing to the table, Flock, will avoid the privacy risks of third-party uh, cookies, as I mentioned before, but it's going to be creating new ones in the process. A lot of people are happy about what Google is doing here, and uh, I'm not surprised. Not, they're not very uh, privacy-centric themselves. But yeah, we will go ahead, and I think we might want to dive into this a little bit more, not only in terms of crypto like we covered on the show uh, because you hear some voice on a podcast or in a youtube video uh, you like the information you're hearing look it up look please become educated especially in a time where the narratives are out there the information is out there to guys do your own due diligence uh bombard you so uh, having said all of this I do hope that you enjoyed today's episode of a this is around the hash my name's Phil and I'm out of here